0: This is the Mooncast. But what do you think about the? Because um, I don't know if you saw Tesla was coming out with these mobile homes that were like twenty thousand dollars or whatever. Like I don't yeah, know if I- you saw that. It's yeah, kind of I checked that
1: a while ago. I was checking if I could send one to El Salvador send, uh, to use it here. Um, here's the thing, you know, there's a lot of different angles to see this. I think it's interesting, you know, I I personally like technology and innovation and see what people comes up with uh, uh, to solve problems, what new ideas uh, humans mm. come up with. Yeah. And. I think, yeah, I think they were initially like $20,000, but now I think with inflation, it's kind of double the price to get one of these yeah. little <laughs> anyway. Besides yeah. that, uh, I don't know. It seems interesting. It, it seems fun. If you live the kind of lifestyle that uh, you are very disciplined and uh, you don't need a, like a, a comfy house or, uh, you know, you know what I've learned is that we are all so different
0: that mm-hmm. it's very
1: hard or almost impossible to put everybody on a box and give the same advice to everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. And when yeah. people do that, I kind of tend to, uh, what's the word? Uh, 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 be a little bit uh, suspicious, you know, you're giving me this advice. And that's the same advice that you would give to a hundred people yeah, because it's your own interest, but, and I'm talking about not only investing about about anything.
0: Anything about yeah. life,
1: right? We're also different. We all dif- we want different things. We have different dreams and aspirations and challenges. Yeah. So I think it's cool. I think ingenuity is is great. Um, you know, I I would I would love to test one, to live in one, and see how it is, how yeah. it feels. You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I I think I mean you know seeing how things are going, I think we'll be seeing more nuanced lifestyles and ways of living. Moving forward, I mean, I think it started with the digital nomad wave, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, initially, you know, that was the first initial wave. And now, you know, people are actually settling in these areas and not just like living in an area for like six months and going. people are settling. And then we're transitioning now maybe to like more mobile homes where people are just living and, you know, doing their thing mobile. And people are just finding new and different nuanced ways of, of living. And I think it's awesome, you know, for me personally. Yep. It's, uh, it's amazing, man. But I wanted to ask you then too, what would you, because obviously this is a very subjective question to ask you, but in regards to the quality of life in El Salvador, would you say it defers to, you know, more first world, you know, United States, you know, Western areas? And if it does, in to what extent, you know, is it that you, they don't have Uber or is it something small, minute, like, oh, there's no Starbucks? Or you know, are you getting basically the same sort of internet connection and all these different types of things? Like, What, what is what is okay. the difference in the nuance?
1: That's a very good question, and that's a very good one to answer for people that are not here or that <clears throat> have never been here. So here is what I say to people. El Salvador can be as expensive or as uh, affordable as someone's wishes to be. Like mm-hmm. You can literally live for $100 a month in a little tiny shack on the beach, or you can rent for three, for three thousand dollars or more, a two three bedroom condo on a luxury high tower, high rise tower in the city center mm-hmm. in San Salvador. Mm-hmm. You can do that.
0: Okay.
1: So it depends on what kind of lifestyle you're looking for. Now, for instance, I moved here from Florida. Okay, I was in a very very nice spot. Uh, if you want to relocate in Florida, I would recommend going to North Florida. I was in Jacksonville on the beach. Beautiful mm-hmm. area. We'll, my wife and I, we loved it there. So much yeah. so that when we moved there, we decided not to go anywhere for a while because we keep changing city. We keep moving, No digital nomads mm-hmm. as well.
0: Yeah.
1: And we realized we like it so much and the world is going crazy. Let's not leave Florida until the mm-hmm. world goes back uh, to normal, okay?
0: Yeah. Anyway...
1: Uh, so there is no Amazon here, right? So yeah. you lose maybe that convenience. There is uh, there is Uber. You find drivers. Uh, um, I don't know. Like I guess I'm getting so used to now to my lifestyle here, that it's not that different uh, that it was before. You know, even because you find way to work around. But for instance, mm-hmm. in Florida, we could have never afford. Um, uh an housekeeper someone that comes to a house six seven days uh five or six uh, days a week to clean and cook for us you know Mm -hmm. and um, we could have never afforded that in florida but here you can afford it
0: you know Mm -hmm. when you say you can afford it how much how much are we looking at like range
1: wise? range wise you so ideally you can pay someone 15 to 20 dollars Wow. Now, this is actually very interesting.
0: A month? Like, a month? No, a day. Okay, okay. That's still cheap. That's still cheap is wow. Well.
1: It's crazy cheap. In the United States, yeah. you won't find anybody for less than $20 an hour. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And you know, to talk about, to go back to the what is happening to the economy. In the past, when there were not a lot of foreigners here and expats in the The diaspora that has been Americanized uh, from living in the United States coming back here. Mm. They would have paid for this like half of that today. And actually, that's an interesting story. Uh, A neighbor of mine uh, told me this story. She asked her landlord, she's renting here, if she knows like an housekeeper to come a couple of times a week to send her over. Mm. And the landlord told her, Yeah, yeah, I can send you so one, but don't pay them more than ten dollars a day. What? It's crazy, you know. Crazy, and yeah. of course she said, I'm not gonna pay her so little, I'm gonna give her money, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So that's crazy. You,
1: it's crazy, and that's very common. So what's happening to Is it's still getting paid twenty dollars a day is still very little, right? Mm-hmm. But it's still twice than what the, the salvadorian uh, rich people they were paying like the the, the poor people here mm-hmm. for for these jobs so yeah that, that's you know that is to say because a lot of people say oh you know, the, the the gringos and the, the, the white colonizer <sighs> yeah. are going to El salvador and taking yeah. advantage of the poor say dude we are actually paying twice or three times what uh, people here are paying for the same thing you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: because it's different for us you know like Was, uh, for instance, when uh, um, when I learned how much she was paying transportation to delete the words for me, I gave her it's not possible. Like I'm I'm gonna have to cover Mm -hmm. transportation. That's not fair. You know, you don't want to. Nobody wants to take advantage of people. Like you will find here some people that are amazing that work for you or with you, and you just love them. You know.
0: Yeah. And and want
1: to treat them well or take care of them and their kids and their family. So. But that's to go back to how expensive uh, or cheap can be El Salvador. Depends Mm -hmm. on your lifestyle. Like if you go into if you go to the city and you go to these new brand new malls, uh, it's you won't realize you are not in the states. Actually, some people say the 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 shopping mall in the city are even better than the United States. You know, (laughs) it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. So I live on the beach, so we are far from the city. So Mm -hmm. if you want access to amenities or this kind of things, we need to go and drive to the city. So that's the Mm -hmm. challenge, is that maybe in the United States or in Florida, you find everything like within 15 to 30, 40 minutes drive, depending on if you live on the countryside. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here, everything is on the city in San Salvador, the capital. Mm -hmm. And if you live outside, you can have some challenges, but if you organize your lifestyle, then it's not that problematic. You can find everything here. The thing is that mm-hmm. because products are imported here and there is an import tax that's pretty high, things tend to be a little more expensive than they would be in the United States for the same products. But at the yeah. same time, uh, sometimes we get stuff uh, from the United States. We buy stuff from the United States and then my wife mm-hmm. mom brings it down. Then I see the prices and they realize Because I forget about inflation in the United States. and They realize, oh... Mm-hmm. Shit, like when I was buying these a year ago, it was uh, half of this or way cheaper than that. What's happening? You know, it's inflation (laughs) that's destroying people's lives.
0: Yeah, yeah. But
1: for instance, a great thing here is that food is is very, very cheap and affordable. You can go to the mercado in Puerto or in the city Mm -hmm. and you can buy this. If you you like tropical fruit, like here, it's a paradise. You know, this huge pineapples or papayas. Uh, you know, or avocado, or uh, and, and they're like half or a third of the price in the United States, you know, and they're delicious here because yeah. they don't have to travel from Central America to North America.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no. It. Uh, what about what would you say in regards to the mailing system? Okay. How How is that? How is that?
1: Mm-hmm. So I have not mailed anything yet here, but I heard mm-hmm. some like negative stories if you try to mail to more remote areas or to the beach area yeah. but from what i have heard uh from friends uh, here experimenting with it uh if you ship to this if you mail something to the city you won't have problem mm. uh some people like rent uh what's, what's the word uh, like a mailbox in the like city a, yeah. or
0: yes yes i yeah, do that well, here in we, bulgaria too <laughs> okay yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it gets yeah, a little bit sketchy. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, you have to work around these things, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, it's 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 probably not developed or efficient as it would be in the states or Europe. But you can get yeah. things here. Just want to be careful where you send it to. And so my yeah. advice, if you are uh, mailing here like important documents, is uh, uh, mail it to your uh, to a lawyer's office in the city. It's probably the the safest option.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And in regards to people trying to immigrate there, I know you're not an immigration officer, but can you just walk me through sort of how that process was for you to immigrate to El Salvador? Like, was it easy? Was it hard? Did you have to get a lot of paperwork? Did you could you fly there and then do all the immigration stuff in El Salvador? Or did you have to do it all in the States? How was How was that process for you? Uh, the
1: the process to moving to El Salvador is like bureaucratically it is extremely simple and also welcoming. So yeah. you can literally fly here right now, we just have to bring with you the right document and stay in vacation and decide, you know what, I want to stay, just want to get residency say stay one year here, uh, yeah. you're just going to have to go with your apostille document and to to a lawyer and the lawyer will do the, the process for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, here is what happened. The country is extremely, extremely welcoming to mm-hmm. foreigners, to okay. expats, to tourists. When you arrive at the airport here in El Salvador, it's a completely different experience than when you land at the airport in Miami or in Europe. Completely mm-hmm. different.
0: Yeah.
1: People here, uh, even uh, the the government officials or people working at the airport, even the police, they're going to be very welcoming, very patient. They're going to be very helpful. You know, they want you to have a great experience since when you land and start walking into El Salvador until you get out. It's, It's just amazing. Wow. And that's the first thing yeah. that a lot of people say, oh, it was at the at the airport. Everybody was so kind and nice and patient. What's happening? And I also pay with Bitcoin for my tourist visa. So what happened wow. is that yeah, once you land here, you just have to buy a tourist visa. You do it right there at the airport. I think it's 20 bucks. If I remember One mm-hmm. might be less. I'm not sure. You can pay with Bitcoin and it's great, you know? And then after mm-hmm. that, you go to the custom office that uh, just gonna ask you why you're here, and the keyword is "I'm here for Bitcoin or for surfing," and they're gonna give you a high yeah. five and let you in the country. Go, go have fun and spend your Bitcoin. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's a very different experience than when I land back in Florida, where you know they make you wait hours and hours in line for no reason, just because they don't want to work. You know, and they treat you like a criminal for for no reason. You know
0: yeah anyway yeah yeah so that's then, crazy
1: yeah and right now you can get six months of uh, tourist visa so mm-hmm. you can literally come here buy your visa and stay here for six months without problem mm-hmm. it's vacation now some people if you don't want to get residency some people just fly in and out of the country every six months and mm-hmm. what you need to do in that case is that you cannot go in one of the on one of the neighbor's country. You need to go one country over El Salvador, so a lot yeah. of people go, for instance, to Mexico and then fly back. This one. Okay. So
0: they go from Mexico. So is it six months within a twelve-month duration, or is it six months and then you can go for like a few days and then come back for another six months?
1: Doesn't matter. You can come back a few days after, and your six months start over. Renews. renews.
0: That wow. is amazing, man. That's amazing to know. You know, so you don't need to really overly stress. Dress, you yeah. can Just take a quick vacation. And yet, here so.
1: is the thing: if you forget to do that and you are in the country, all all that's all going to happen is that they're going to give you a fine, like a fifty dollars fine. That's it. You're not yeah, going to be amazing. deported or arrested or anything crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. But so, what
0: happens after the fine, though?
1: Ah, you keep saying. <laughs> you keep saying. I so I, I was at. A, I don't remember what I was who I was talking to. I think it was a, at a meetup or some something here, and he told me that he has this a uh, this friend of him that he has a, a restaurant, a little business here, and he says he doesn't have yeah. residency, just pays a little fine every six months and he runs his business and he has no problem. Okay, whoa, okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, man, if it if it works out, I mean, I, I would actually not mind that, but uh, I mean, I I'd probably go ahead and get the official thing too as well. Yeah, Here is know. why
1: you want to get residency as soon as you get here. You know why? Why? Because once you get residency, you start the process to get citizenship in the future.
0: And that is important. You're, you're absolutely right. You yeah. know, El Salvador, you passport,
1: <laughs> yeah, El Salvador passport is a great passport to have. Oh, because sure. it it gives you uh, automatically citizenship or a residency, ship, a residency in the C4 country. Which are the Central mm-hmm. American four countries? Which the, it's El Salvador and the other three countries neighboring. What is it, Honduras, Guatemala, and I don't remember what's the other one. I'm sorry. But mm-hmm. yeah. so with one passport, you get pretty much residency for permanent residency for four countries, not only El Salvador but other three countries.
0: That is amazing. Right. So yep. yeah, I definitely got to keep that in mind too as well. You know because yeah, it's very very important to diversify. Because of the current situation that's going on right now, if you know what I mean, I don't want to speak too much about it. But yeah, <laughs> let's the go. The more passports, the better. You know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly, man. Um, I wanted to ask you about the safety level for women. Would you say that it's it's safe for women to walk around at night for them to to be on their own?
1: Okay, that's that's uh. Okay, let's talk about that. Uh, do you know what is the? You know what is the country with the highest rape rate in the whole world it's called the rape capital of the world you know which one is it
0: united states
1: no even worse it's sweden
0: oh sweden
1: yeah wow if you google it it's crazy what's happening there so that is crazy that is crazy i know so let's talk about safety here like You know? I'm going to send uh, you and your audience through this rabbit hole. It's going to be pretty interesting to find out what's happening there. So let's talk about safety here. So El Salvador is uh, as as of now is an incredibly safe country. Actually by murder rate, right now El Salvador is the safest country in all Latin America and It's also safer than any metropolitan area in Canada and the United States. Way wow. safer, way safer, like crazy. That is crazy, man. That is crazy. El Salvador up until That's like not what I expected. But because up until a year ago, I think El Salvador was named the murder capital of the world. It was actually the most dangerous country in the world.
0: Mm-hmm. right? Yes. So
1: El Salvador went from being the most dangerous country in the world, the uh, murder capital of the world, to be the safest country in the American continent pretty much. So that is for what concerns murder. That also reflects on woman's safety, okay? Because of yeah. course, it's a different set of issues that they face, right? Yes. And uh, from, from what I know, it's a very safe country here I see a lot of time like a tourist woman here like by themselves or with her friends like I'm close to El Tunco so I think people should be smart and should be aware of the situation and what's happening men and women but Mm -hmm. I think if we compare data uh, El Salvador is a safer country for women than most other countries in the world especially Sweden
0: wow that is a, that is a super hot take man because you know the mass media paints it in a certain way but you're there living there right now in real time so you have the real-time data and the facts you know so
1: not only that i actually talk to people that live here yeah so uh i have a youtube channel you know money yes and uh, this is a very interesting story i'm gonna be quick I get attacked a lot of time because oh you are painting El Salvador, you're saying El Salvador is safe, but you're you lying, you're propaganda, you're being paid, you are being paid by the government. I say, what? I wish the government would pay me to do marketing <laughs> YouTube videos for yeah. El Salvador. I'm totally up for it. I have no problem with that because yeah, I would yeah. feel uh, confident and happy in selling El Salvador because I want to bring yeah. my friends and family here, so I have no problem yeah. selling El Salvador. It would be a different yeah. situation if the United States government or the Canada government comes to me and ask when they want to pay me to promote Canada. I say, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> okay, but here it's different. So, I met with uh, a Bitcoiner tour guide here. Her name uh, uh, online is Sandy Waves, okay? Mm-hmm. And we are talking about it, and she told me, oh no, we could do a video in this area that's safe now. I said, what area is that? Yeah. And she took me to where she grew up is a colonia called Santa Lucia. Is in Ilopango. Mm-hmm. and so we decided. Okay, let's go. Let's make a video. So I called the videographer and I told, "Hey, do you think we can go there? It's safe. Just want to make sure, you know." <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we can go and make a video there. It's safe. I mean, I'm not, I'm not crazy. I want to be safe, you know. I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. Like and so I go with with Sandy, Sandy Waves, uh, with my videographer videographer Eduardo. Mm-hmm. to make this video in an area that up until one year ago or less, it was considered a no-go zone because it was controlled by gangs.
0: Yeah. Okay? Yeah.
1: But I was there like, you know, don't trust verify, I actually went mm-hmm. there with yeah. my friends to walk, to make this video, to talk to the people there and it's was like a crazy experience and actually while we were walking to this neighborhood and filming everything uh sandy was telling me the the stories you know from there from the place Mm -hmm. i was getting scared you know where are we going (laughs) but that's the past and i mean we we also in the video we had to cut a lot of stuff because i want to keep it not too too some, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. And so PG for so, YouTube. Huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah. I mean, walking there at some point, we go from a main road to uh, like a little uh, back alley, you know, where there are houses and it's narrow. And then my videographer tell me, oh, Francesco, do you want to try walking there? And I say, why? What's in there? And uh, then they explain me what used to happen in there in this back alley where the gang members would hide to ambush. Uh, people that were not from the place or rival gang members
0: wow and so I was a
1: little worried I'll be honest with you but then mm-hmm. like uh, someone that lives there like parks right behind us mm-hmm. and I, I tell the crew okay wait a second let, let me ask the guy and so I go it's, it's in the v, it's, uh, we got it on camera and I ask the guy mm-hmm. is safe can I walk in there as a uh, dumb gringo with this expensive camera equipment are we gonna be safe and says mm-hmm. yes, you can. It's safe now. You can walk there. In the past, you could have not gone there. Like you would have get out there. you know. And so, I was. I, and I'll be honest, I, I was a little bit worried and scared. But we decided, okay, let's go in there. And uh, we walked, and uh, Sandy was telling me the stories. And it was, you know, a nice neighbor actually, where normal, honest people and families mm-hmm. now live. You know, and I would see these nice little houses, uh, painted colorful from outside. So. And to make the video was like really hard because Sandy and even Eduardo of were telling me the stories about their past and the area yeah. and, the, you know, I didn't want to cry on camera because it was it was getting so heavy. So we have to stop a couple of times, you know.
0: Yeah. Anyway, yeah.
1: we made it out alive. Everything is fine with all our equipment. We have the video on YouTube uh, to yeah. watch. And uh, and it's crazy. And here is the funny thing. Two weeks after, or like one week after I posted the video, I had a friend of mine here, a Salvadorian guy. Mm -hmm. And I tell him, I show him, hey, you see, I went to, with my phone, I went to Ilopango and he looks at me, what? So yeah, I went to Ilopango, made a video in Santa Lucia. I said, what? He couldn't believe it. That was so safe. He would not go there.
0: Mm -hmm. This is
1: to say that even locals here don't really understand the extent of the change and safety that the country has undergone, yeah, even locals don't know that now you can go to to Ilopango's areas that were no-go zone in the past. Now it's safe.
0: Yeah. Is it? You think it's partly maybe because they're always working, so they don't have time to really take everything think, in that's happening. Uh, the transition.
1: I think it would be a, a lot of uh, factors. Could be, uh, you know, people here have been used to live in their area to be yeah. safe and not get out of there because it could be dangerous, you know, if if you get into another area and you don't know what gangs control it and they don't recognize your face, you don't know what's going to happen to you, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's not like uh, like maybe tourists or expats, we come here and we really want to make sure that this place is safe, like, yeah. <laughs> we come from a different reality. Yeah. But I guess Salvadorians here are so used to it, they don't even question it. They know it's safe. They know now they can get out at night they're in their area. You know, in their neighbor, but they yeah. might not think about going to a totally different neighbor that they have never traveled to because it was dangerous. So, so maybe yeah. that's why I don't know.
0: Wow, man, you know? yeah. man, that's that's crazy. It's a lot to take in, man. Yeah, it's, it's it's absolutely crazy, man. I wanted I wanted to ask you. Oh, you you want you had something?
1: No, I mean the same yeah. thing. Even even another uh, Salvadorian YouTuber, we watched yeah. the video and then he sent me a message because we did a call up in the past. He said, Dude, you went to Lopango? That's crazy. <laughs> Even YouTubers here don't know local YouTubers. Yeah. They're surprised yeah. by that. It's
0: yeah. just crazy. Man, it, it's a different it's a country. It's a testament to you know the cleanup that happened you know within the past you know uh, twenty four months or so with B and what he's been able to do and accomplish you know at this at this time you know it's it's absolutely insane. Honestly, it might. I don't know if there's ever been a time in history where we've seen such a exponential cleanup in such a short amount of time. And a and a little a rebrand, a little flip from you know zero to hundred in what like twenty four months? Not even because the actual
1: I would say maybe twenty four months, but once I got there, the country was already safer, but not as safe as it is today, because they yeah. keep cleaning up, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, and, what would you say? Oh, go ahead. And go. when?
1: Sorry. And when? Like for instance, sometime. Uh, cops are around looking for gang members and uh, mm. there was an accident uh, I think one or two weeks ago and this cop was was killed by these gang members ambushed. Yeah. What happens here that Buc- the, the government sends the army and the police to surround the the area, the city to look for yeah. the 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 people involved, you know the 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 murder the, the gang members yeah. and they find them you know and then they arrest them.
0: Wow. Yep. I also heard, I also heard too as well. Is it true that you can't buy a property that was previously owned by a gang member? I have no idea about that, but
1: I know that a lot of people could not live in their own house because it was seized by the gangs. Wow. I know farmers that could not work on their own land because it was either seized by the gangs or they went being distorted and they could not make the payments. So instead of being killed, they had to just escape and go somewhere else. Yeah. And now these people, these victims, they are going back to their houses. These farmers are going back to their uh, cacao plantation, coffee plantation of their farms. Yeah. So it's crazy. crazy a- a- and it's, you know, it's it's very moving also when I'm here and I talk to people and they tell me that the stories, you know, it's just... Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I can't wait to go and experience it too, man. I I wanted to to ask you too as well about what is the inflation currently in El Salvador? Because the monetary policy is quite strange there, right? Because you have, they're relying on the US dollar, but also Bitcoin, right? They don't have their own national currency, correct?
1: No, well, technically the national currency is Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> no, so El Salvador is one of these countries that has been dollarized because their their fiat system uh, just hyperinflated and didn't work.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh,
1: El Salvador, uh, you know, gets the best of the U.S. inflation because the dollars mm-hmm. gets gets debased. Yeah. without getting the benefits because, you know, they print the money in the, the United States and they send it to their friends and family there in the United States.
0: You
1: know? <laughs> and the plebs at the bottom, you know, can't country don't affect we get uh, the inflation.
0: Yeah, here they yeah, don't yeah. even
1: get anything. They just get inflation here. So yeah. I would say cost of living is still uh, cheaper and more affordable than the United States here, for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. To give you a... Well,
1: uh, uh, an idea, um, for instance, in Florida, I was paying sixteen hundred dollars a month for a two-bedroom uh, apartment mm-hmm. um, in Jacksonville on the beach.
0: Yeah.
1: Here on the beach area, at least uh, it's still very it's still affordable compared to the United States, and you can find a three-bedroom or a four-bedroom house for anywhere from eleven hundred to thirteen, maybe $1,400, 1500 dollars a month. Wow. I'm talking about houses. Is it by, is the to... by the beach? By the beach? yep In this area. Yeah. <laughs> so that's also like one of the reasons why the, the first time we came here and check out El Salvador, we're like, so oh, wait a second, like, we can rent this house for cheaper than our uh, condo, two bedroom crappy condo in North Florida. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Let me check yeah. this out. <laughs>
0: yeah. what, now, about, this... what about to buy.
1: Dubai, I mean, it's still way cheaper than the United States, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's still like 30, 40% 40
0: different. Like, if you had to do percentages, would you say, like, generally, let's say in a city, major city, you know, like San Salvador or something, what would you say percentage wise?
1: So, you know, that is a good question. I'm actually. Working with a real estate agent, a couple of real estate agents here that I can trust, because I want to learn about mm-hmm. real estate and I want to have, uh, people to refer to everybody that reaches out to me.
0: Yeah.
1: So, okay, I compare prices here to Florida, okay, mm-hmm. and Florida prices are just insane. So to me, here is, is cheap. Yeah. Like yeah. in Florida, with half a million dollar, you buy a small single family home, uh, maybe a two bedrooms or a three bedrooms. Dep- depends also on the city, on the area, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Here, with half a million dollars, you buy like a really nice house.
0: Yeah. It yeah, can be very yeah.
1: close or on the beach. Uh, yeah.
0: Right? Okay, okay.
1: I think the most expensive house here, like I'm talking about super fancy houses, is around $2 million dollars. Like in yeah. Florida, you find uh, 40, 50 million dollar houses easily. You know, and South Florida, yeah. Boca Raton, yeah. and Miami on the beach. You know, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, real estate is way more affordable than Florida or California or New York or Texas. Way more affordable. Mm. Now, yeah. if you come from Europe, I have friends here that come from Europe. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not that cheap or affordable compared to that. Probably, its prices are similar to Europe.
0: Okay. Here. Okay.
1: And it's probably also because here being dollarized, uh, you get infl- the bad inflation from from the dollar.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, That's more course. people are coming too. More Westerners are coming, and the El, El Salvadorans yeah. are coming. Yeah.
1: yeah, there's this other the other thing happening right now is that like everywhere pro- from everywhere around the globe, people are looking at El Salvador, and they're coming mm-hmm. here to rent mostly, but mm-hmm. also the the Salvadorian diaspora people coming back home, they come back to buy. Because that's their country, you know. Like we as Bitcoiners or expats before buying, we want to check it out and see it and see where we want to mm-hmm. live. But for Salvadorans, they're coming back home. This is home, so they're ready to buy. <laughs> <You know>?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And what about the what about the language barrier? How's how's that been for you?
1: So you know, Salvadoran people are just so nice and patient
0: mm-hmm.
1: that they're always they're willing to help you. So yeah. language barrier wasn't that hard, and it's, it's not even that hard to pick up Spanish because it, it shares a lot of words with English.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So actually, okay. uh, so I come from Italian. My first language is Italian. So yeah it's kind of very easy for me to learn Spanish because they're very, very similar. But if yeah. you come from English also, uh, it's I think I was reading that Spanish is one of the easiest second language, for English for native English speakers to Absolutely. Learn there's so much vocabulary in common.
0: Absolutely. I learned German and it was <laughs> I used to live in Germany. It was it was I was like man, this is what it's like learning a second language. But yeah, I, I feel like I could learn Spanish in like six months, like no problem. Just just immersive Yeah, no problem. Trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So but I mean for you you already kind of I guess you knew Spanish when you got there or it was just easier for you to integrate to learn Spanish when you got there.
1: So it was very easy because my wife is from Brazil. So I would oh, learn a Portuguese. little bit of Portuguese and I'm also from Italy. So I, if I speak Italian slowly, people would understand me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> You know,
1: they, they might pick up most words. So it's kind of funny. But. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting, man. And also, um, what about the, because I know there's some tourists, there are a little bit worried about potential racism in el salvador like are, are they welcoming in regards to that effect do they care where you're from what you look like uh, uh honestly i have not seen
1: that okay. i would say that it's, it's a funny topic so um, yeah, yeah. so here is what happens sometimes as, as, as when you get here as a tourist
0: mm-hmm. or
1: as a, a white gringo they see you and they see money yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, when you go there, they see oh, there's a, a American uh, black dude has money, <laughs> you know. Yeah, they, yeah. they see us from, from, from Canada, from the States, from Europe, and they, they think we're rich. So, when okay. we go and buy, I don't know, the, the coconut on the street or the you know, knickknacks on the beach, we're gonna get a different price than the, the, the Salvadorian get. So, I guess maybe that's uh, yeah, yeah. as far as the uh, racism I've seen here, but. Here's the thing, I've been told, because I've not traveled to other countries in Central America. Actually, to be quite honest, I'm one of these people that I'm super scared about safety. So if I live here in El Salvador, it's safe. My wife wanted (laughs) to take me to Brazil uh, for a vacation to take the kids. I never wanted to go, I've never been in Brazil because I'm freaked out about safety. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. You, know? yeah. you don't want to end up in <laughs> it, a villa somewhere, in <laughs> a body bag or something.
1: <laughs> imagine that, yeah. or my kids kidnapped yeah. or for uh, for uh, for the yeah. kidney. So yeah. I never, <laughs> you know. But of course, there are safe places everywhere in the world. There are dangerous places yeah, and safe yeah. places everywhere. Yeah, anyway, just to say that if I live in El Salvador, trust me, safe. <laughs> if I yeah, am here, yeah. it's safe. And yeah. the other thing is, uh, I lost my train of thought. We were talking about. Uh, oh, received some here.
0: Yeah.
1: I have been told that if you go to, to Costa Rica or in other countries in Latin America, they kind of, uh, you know, as a gringo, you know, as a white guy, they kind of discriminate on you a little bit or they have a little bit of resentment to you, you know? Okay. Yeah. I have never experienced that here. Like Salvadorian yeah. people are so, are just so nice, so welcoming. Let me yeah. tell you a funny story about that. So a friend of mine is Asian, lives in Florida. He Mm -hmm. came here to visit like four or five months, maybe six months ago, maybe a little bit more, from Florida because he was also looking for a plan B. Okay. Yeah. But then he stays here. So actually he found me, he found me, I think, on Twitter or on YouTube, you know, my accounts. Mm -hmm. And then we meet up, you know, I showed him around, I invited to my house, and we became friends after that. Yeah. He went back to Florida. And I don't know, I don't remember how long it lasted, but I think maybe a couple of weeks, maybe a month. And he called me, said, Francesco, I'm moving to El Salvador. Like, I'm sick of people here. <laughs> like, can, can I can't send people here in Florida. He lives in South Florida, right?
0: Okay, okay. So, yeah, yeah.
1: This is just to talk about how nice Salvador and her They They make okay. you feel comfortable and they're patient with you. Any problem... They make you feel home, you know, yeah. from the the poorest guy on the street that is trying to make a living selling a uh, coconuts or bananas, up yeah. to the government office in the immigration office. Yeah,
0: you know, awesome, when I was in man. Florida
1: or in Italy, before getting into a government building, the DM, the DMV or the the agriculture department or any government in Florida mm-hmm. to get a documents or a piece of paper. I would mm-hmm. help my testosterone start pumping and my heart rate accelerating, ready <laughs> to get for the, getting for the fight, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And so I still have the same in Italy, same in Europe, it's awful. And so yeah. even here, I'm, I'm programmed that before getting into a government office, I need to go, okay, let me get ready for the fight. They're gonna treat me like shit. They're gonna try me, they're gonna try not to help me. But then I get here and people smile at you and they greet you and they help you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they're just like, oh, okay. I'm in El Salvador. I'm not in Florida yeah. anymore. I'm not in uh, Italy anymore. Ah, can relax.
0: Yeah. yeah, That's how nice the, people are here. What What about the what's the deal with the with the gun laws there? Like, can you have a gun? Is it the same as the so, states? Or? Uh,
1: it's not the same of the. Uh, it's not the same as in the states. I mean, the states also changes a lot by state to state. By
0: uh, yeah.
1: Uh, here, so you can own. So you can own guns. Or you need to get a license. Now, as the next spot, I think I last thing I've heard is that you can uh, apply to get a license for guns after one year of residency.
0: Got it. Okay. So,
1: right now, I could still not get it, uh, but I think I could uh, get a license and then buy a gun as soon as I've done one year of residency here. Mm-hmm. That's the last I've heard. I'm not 100% sure it's accurate, but I think it was. Uh, uh, I think it was the the guy at the gun stop, uh, the gun store, telling me this. So I suppose it, it. must know, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Do you know about the? You don't know about the cost per se uh,
1: of the license. Yes. You know, I have no idea, honestly. But okay, okay. I cannot think it's too expensive because, you know, there's there's still security everywhere here. Like if you live in a, a gated community. Mm-hmm. their securities uh armed securities wa- walking around 24 7 okay and Got that's it. mostly a legacy of the past I don't really think it's needed anymore you know you yeah, still yeah. <laughs> see like barbed wires uh, on the walls on buildings but I think this is again a legacy of the past yeah and considering that the they don't get paid that much here the security guys and they need to get a gun license. I, can, I cannot think it's too expensive. You know, it must yeah, be probably yeah. very affordable.
0: Got it. And, and what about the health care? Like, how is that in terms of the quality? Is it similar to Western nations? Is it slightly off? What would you say? Yep. Private versus public? How I would how
1: say that, would that you want to try to avoid public health care. Okay. And okay. you want to go to private hospitals. So public health care is going to be free, but it's, you know, you, you get what you pay for. Uh, so <laughs> we we are used to different standards, and it's I think uh, you you want to try to go to private hospitals in the city in San Salvador. There are very modern uh, hospitals. Uh, the government is working a lot on modernizing the, the healthcare infrastructure. So that's also something they're working
0: for okay. sure. And what, what's the cost typically?
1: So. I have not been, luckily, you know, I've, <laughs> I have didn't need an hospital yet,
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. but for instance, let's see, uh, we do uh, dermatology visits for
0: $40. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Okay. So that's what kind of you can want, expect.
1: Yeah. Chiropractic adjustment, you can find it for $10. Wow. Yep. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: That's what we are paying. Uh, what else have we... So my wife, actually, we went to a neurologist. And uh, how much did we pay for the visit? I think it was maybe $50, maybe.
0: I'm not sure. But
1: here is the thing. If you compare from the United States, like it's super cheap here.
0: For instance, I
1: have friends that give birth here in El Salvador. They went to the the, the fancy private hospital. Uh, The lady had a C-section, and the total bill was $6,500. Six thousand wow. five hundred dollars. Wow! Compared to the United States, I don't know how much that's going to be.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah the
1: C-section, yeah. a nice hospital,
0: and people
1: are very nice, you know, because it's just the culture here. Yeah.
0: yeah. And my okay. friend
1: managed to pay in Bitcoin somehow.
0: That's that is nice. That <laughs> yeah, is I
1: nice. I think I think he had to taught them on the spot. He made he made them download different wallets. You know, I don't know, but. Mm
0: yeah yeah no that's 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 pretty awesome and what, what would you say then too about the transportation aspect like is it public transportation okay is it good did you need a car
1: so you need a car okay like okay, so the is a, there So there is a there is public transportation but mm-hmm. it's this very exotic uh third world country transportations where you hop on the back of a bus uh, a chicken bus <laughs> era, hang on the pickup truck so yeah. you know to go back to the pickup uh, truck <laughs> yeah you know I, to go back to the topic of safety you know I, I play a safe so I personally would not go there I have kids I try to be extra safe you know yeah. but I have uh, friends of mine that are younger surfers they, they use it yeah, so, and they go okay, back okay. and forth here on the beach area. So,
0: yeah,
1: it's not the public transportation in Berlin or in Germany, Of course, it's very yes, different. very very. I, yeah. I lived in Berlin too in in Germany no. too. No, it's so not, it's not, it's very different.
0: yeah, <laughs> so it's not, it's not clean and fast and organized and everything
1: I don't know. it's I don't know it's up to European standards for sure. you know, okay, I have not okay. used it personally. But I have friends that that use it consistently or that have used it. It's not terrible. It's it's just not ideal, you know?
0: Yeah. And um, I wanted to go back real quick about, because you said you were talking about, you know, people being able to educate themselves on Bitcoin. I actually, you know, I'm a little bit of contrarian. I think that people are going to get lazier and lazier, (laughs) especially now we have like artificial intelligence and, you know, we have all these different modern conveniences and stuff. So I think it's going to be really hard to push for that education portion of Bitcoin. I think what needs to happen is for the innovation side to take care of that, to make it more convenient for people to use the tooling of Bitcoin. But I don't think the opposite will happen where people are taking actual initiative. I think the people who are taking initiative are just going to be ahead of the adoption curve. But the people who aren't taking initiative are just going to wait until it's, really super convenient it's on their phone they don't know what's happening in the back end kind of like how people can't really explain the internet or gps or any of this stuff and 100%. that's kind of how i see it yeah no kind but of I, I, I agree
1: 100 percent. yeah i agree 100 percent with that yeah i mean the reality is that most people don't have the time the mental energy the the interest in learning bitcoin as deeply as we might do Okay, yeah, so some people get into the rabbit hole and then slowly slowly they get more and more interested and so They go down and learn everything But other people might just want to figure out a way not to be stolen by the government every day with inflation, you know Mm -hmm. Yeah, and once they get to the point the only answer to that or the best answer to that is Bitcoin today We have this technology. We should use it so Mm -hmm. yes, I mean it's human nature you know we are like sinful or lazy or flawed or <laughs> the flesh the flesh is weak you know
0: yeah yeah you know we
1: always want something for nothing that that it, it it's natural it's normal yeah i think that once people are going to be with their uh they're be they're going to be cornered by the government and the money policies and they will realize hey i still need to figure this out or i'm going to go out of business or I'm going to go bankrupt, or I'm not going to be able to pay the bills, and I'm going to be homeless. So, mm-hmm. You know, once we get desperate, once we reach bottom, then we take action and we change.
0: That's human Fact. nature. You know, I've yeah. been there many well, times. You know, so <laughs> well, what about the? Um, because I'm assuming since El Salvador doesn't have the infrastructure quite like how it should, banks don't like poor people. So I'm assuming there's a large portion of the population that are unbanked. I'm just making an assumption here. So are they running towards Bitcoin or are they sort of what what is it? What is the situation with the unbanked? You know, are they what's the deal with that?
1: So a lot of people here here are unbanked, you know, like in most of the world, actually, most third world and developing countries.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the situation here is that when People learn Bitcoin and that it can solve some problems. Give a practical example of someone that is unbanked, okay, that lives mm-hmm. on the beach or in a remote area. If you're unbanked and you need to pay your electricity bill, sometime what happens is that you're going to have to take the public transportation here or drive, uh, like be two hours to go from one area to the city, to the bank, to pay for mm-hmm. your bills. Yeah. With Bitcoin, you don't have to. You can yeah. do it from home instantaneously without fees. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yes. So yeah. there are practical uses for Bitcoin that make life easier for the unbanked.
0: Yes.
1: So, uh, for instance, like where was I? Like a while ago, I was at this mall in the city, and there was a huge line behind outside of the bank, and I mm-hmm. asked uh, my my local friend. What's happening there? And he told me, "Oh, they're they in line to pay the bills. What? We need someone right here to teach them Bitcoin. Hey, you don't need to spend uh, one hour or two hours in line. You can do it with Bitcoin from your phone, in a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and also people that are in uh, in uh, in remote areas now they can and don't have access to don't have a bank account. Mm-hmm. They can accept to some their pays with Bitcoin. So it's another form of revenue
0: yes. for them. Yes.
1: So there are a lot of uh, benefits that come from that. Uh, also, banks here, from what I've heard, they are adapting to Bitcoin. They understand that if they want to be in business in El Salvador, they're going to have to learn Bitcoin. So yeah. I know of people in banks that are learning Bitcoin or pushing it or teaching banks, like yeah. their colleagues, uh, about Bitcoin.
0: Yeah. By the yeah. way,
1: to connect this to the uh, transportation, yeah, public transportation is not ideal, but it's very cheap to open a Uber or to find a local driver and ask him for a ride. You know, it's a few oh. bucks uh, to go somewhere. So.
0: Okay. Okay. That's nice. That's that's nice to know. And I think the banks are gonna be have to be forced to adopt Bitcoin to survive, right? Yeah. Um, if they're gonna even be because, rolling out such a bank. Yeah. Even because ahead, at some Sorry.
1: point they will be forced. Uh, By the economy and by the government because a lot of people will come here and they want to buy house using bitcoin you know yeah so but the seller of the house wants to receive dollars maybe so the banks at some point will be a lot very incentivized making fees or maybe forced by the government in accepting and processing this transaction in bitcoin and then Mm -hmm. Giving to the seller either Bitcoin or dollars, depending on what he wants.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I think so for sure. What would you say the in terms of the transactional volume? I don't know if you can really speak on the actual numbers in the data sets, but do do you do you notice that, you know, from the moment that you've that you moved to now, that the transactional volume or the the economic transactional volume from just what you see? It's happening more and more. You see more and more places adopting it uh, to transact. How has that been for you?
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. Since I've been here, I see more and more little shops, uh, stores, or even bigger, bigger retail uh, corporations accepting Bitcoin. So that's growing. Yeah. Now, the number yeah. of transactions, I don't really have any data on that. Mm-hmm. But I can say that businesses are... Incentivized in taking your money. However, you yes. want to give it to them in dollar or in Bitcoin. They want to take them. You know, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, It's how they survive.
1: Yeah. So, if they are getting better at accepting Bitcoin, it means that they're getting more and more requests for paying in Bitcoin. And that's actually yeah. uh, something that I tell everybody. Even if you if you live here, or even if you come just in a for a vacation for visiting the yes. country, every time you go to pay, ask them. You accept even if you don't want to pay in Bitcoin. I said, do mm-hmm. you accept Bitcoin? And as they say, no. So, no, why? You know, Or if you want to orange peel them, offer them a tip. You know, Offer them, oh, this is 10 bucks. Hey, if you accept Bitcoin, I'll give you 15 bucks. You know, download yeah, app, I'll yeah. show you. So, so that's what a lot of people do. That's what I do here every day. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. some Bitcoin tourists come here and do. And mm-hmm. it's just a matter of time until Bitcoin, mm-hmm. until El Salvador is going to be on a Bitcoin standard, you know.
0: Yeah. And uh, so I had another question too, as well, because, you know, some, my audience is not only, is not Bitcoin only. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask you about cryptocurrencies (laughs) separate from Bitcoin. Are people allowed to transact with cryptocurrencies in El Salvador? And what does that look like in terms of the infrastructure and the laws and stuff like that?
1: So, I don't know if people are not allowed to transact in cryptocurrencies because I don't know how you would, uh, the government would really check on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what is happening right now in El Salvador is that El Salvador is a country focused on Bitcoin. So they passed Mm -hmm. a law a while ago where they made it clear that in the country, only Bitcoin is money and the crypto sphere is, uh, they're all securities. Mm -hmm. So that is the legal framework in El Salvador. Okay. So Bitcoin is legal tender and we can use it as money here. Now, Mm -hmm. I don't know if other people would be interested in accepting cryptocurrencies, but Mm -hmm. the problem is that the core of the the education or like 100% of the education is focused on Bitcoin because we need to think that this uh, this country, like people in this country are very simple people. So yeah. number one, we don't want to confuse them. Of course. So the most important thing is for them to understand Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And number two is that the government tries to protect the Salvadorian population a lot. And you know, we know all the, the things that happened in the crypto world from complete Ponzi scams to to project that didn't work. So yeah. the risk is, is too much, especially for the mm-hmm. people of El Salvador. So yeah. I think uh, cryptocurrency will be treated here as uh, securities or startups, tech startups at some point. I don't know.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but for me personally, the focus is on Bitcoin and Bitcoin only. I I don't own anything else. I used to, but after coming to El Salvador, I just went 100% on Bitcoin.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then, unfortunately, I lost all my Bitcoin in a couple of accidents. But that's another story. So
0: oh god,
1: for, yeah, for for the records here,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. So not your keys? Was it
1: FTX? <laughs> yeah, it was. You no, know, it was Celsius
0: celsius Ooh. and voyager oh yeah. yeah but Ooh. i also i also
1: lost uh, the the bitcoin in and in you know in boarding accidents and this kind of accident ah <laughs> uh,
0: yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> i got you i got gotcha, you yeah, gotcha. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so we want to be careful and we want to keep things simple uh we want people here to understand that bitcoin is money and it solves the biggest challenge that we have today which we need to separate the state and the money because for as long as the state has control over the money the state has control over our lives yes because controlling the economy and controlling money meaning that the government or politicians are telling us what to do with our lives yes and that's what we are trying to educate uh, people here in El Salvador yes so I think personally we need to solve the problem first, and then once we save humanity, we free humanity again, because tough times are tough right now.
0: Yeah, yeah For human
1: yeah. freedom, civil liberties, and all these things. Mm-hmm. As soon as mm-hmm. we do that, maybe we can try to work on other things and projects. But at the same time, something that I learned here at the beginning is that everything can be built on Bitcoin yeah so that reduces a lot of use cases or necessity for other crypto as you said you know the brc token like the the, 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 uh, everything can be done on bitcoin so you also want to think about long term once the whole planet realized that the only thing that governments cannot control or manipulate is bitcoin Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: they want to be safe what are they going to build on what are they going to use for Storing money or coding software uh, you know creating innovation so mm-hmm. this is another angle that I know it's it's very hard to see at the beginning of, of someone's journey when someone is in crypto and not in Bitcoin only like I used to be mm-hmm. in crypto so I understand that uh, mm-hmm. but once I realized that and that was right around the Solana uh, you know when they blocked uh, the, they stopped the blockchain,
0: yeah, you
1: know, because, I was thinking, a 2nd Wasn't this supposed to be decentralized? Yeah, okay, you know,
0: yeah, yeah, th- that's no, the thing.
1: If uh, few people, yeah. if the whales can decide when to stop the blockchain or like uh,
0: reverse it or, or just reverse it, know. like
1: it has happened yeah. on Ethereum yeah. multiple times. Yeah, uh, yeah. the reverse like, the transaction, <laughs> you yeah. know,
0: this is what I think too. Uh, I'm on the, I'm on. The fence of if now with the the technological upgrade of bitcoin and we can now implement smart contracts and do all these cool things on bitcoin in terms of decentralized finance and I have all these decentralized applications and nfts and scrap all these different tokens i start to think why would people i think slowly people start to realize why am i doing it on this chain with all yep. these hacks all this stuff all these all these things going on yep. i can do it in the most secure network in the entire world, in human history, actually, you know? And
1: that's why it's very important for the country, for people like me here, educating people in El Salvador to make them understand, hey, focus on Bitcoin, Bitcoin only, don't worry about everything else Mm -hmm. because everything else can be built on Bitcoin. And as you said, once people realize that, what is going to happen to all the other cryptocurrencies? Let me give you a technological example. how many apples there are apple's computer no apple (laughs) the fruit
0: yeah
1: how many Mm -hmm. googles there are how many microsoft there are how many Mm -hmm. teslas there are how many uh netflix there are like when you solve that one technological problem, how many wheels there are like the wheel is one you know fire fire is one it's fire. yeah bitcoin has solved the money so Mm -hmm. We have solved this problem, so everything else, as you said, Bitcoin will as uh, uh, like a black hole, yeah, <laughs> will suck everything. You know, it will.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: how was the word like englobe everything else, like from yeah. market value of real estate, stocks, bonds, uh, securities, uh, uh, precious metal, commodities, mm-hmm. to also on the technological side, it will suck in all of the. The world that that is being created on the crypto.
0: Yeah, yeah. So,
1: I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I, I'm done investing. I don't invest anymore. I save <laughs> Bitcoin. That's what I do.
0: Yeah, yeah. What, what do you think? What do you think about the? Um, because you know, there's a lot. So there's there's dust when you transfer the, the Bitcoin from one wallet to another. There's a little bit of dust that stays in in there, and then you also have the issue of the the security element, people losing their Bitcoin. So over the course of time, there's going to be less and less Bitcoin. I don't think the number that's being reported is the correct number currently. I tend to think there's about 50% of what's being reported currently. Just my estimates from, you know, doing research and stuff like that of the actual uh, current circulating supply of Bitcoin, right? So when I look at that, I see it as even, even more scarce you know, than what people are are calling it out to be. So I don't know what does that do in the long term, but I don't know what you think about this, you know, this, this entire element of that. So uh,
1: I think what Satoshi is saying that every time someone loses his keys, Mm it made, it's like making a donation to the whole network, you know, because Mm -hmm. it becomes more scarce. Yes. Now, Bitcoin can be divided, It's you know, uh, in sats, a sat is one, uh, 100 millionth, millionth, millionth yes. of Yes, 100 million, yes, yes. Of Bitcoin, And on top of that, if it will ever be the case that it's needed to divide this even further, because the value of Bitcoin has gone to a billion dollars, mm-hmm. it will be easy to divide in smaller fractions a sat. Yes. You know? so we yeah. have the amount of bitcoin is the same but we can yeah. just but if the value goes too up it uh, grows too much we need a smaller fractions to buy for a, for a remote mm-hmm. we can s- divide uh, in fractions yeah. smaller fractions you know
0: mm-hmm. so micro so, or something like that
1: see so yeah, yeah. It's, i mean it it's, somehow it has it's already been done because sometime on some apps i have like not even a full sat there so yeah Yeah. I don't know how they they do it and count for that but yeah I don't think it's going to be a problem you know the only problem would be if the quantity of Bitcoin changes that's the only problem
0: you know yeah yeah but but my thing is because when you say a billion dollars well what if we get to a point where the denomination is no longer in dollars and it's just, oh, no, you just... That's a question. Here is my to, way yeah. of
1: saying... So yeah, Bitcoin ahead. or money is nothing else of a tool to map uh, reality, physical reality, uh, yes. into a denominated value that we can exchange you know, yes. because at the beginning we were trading uh, objects for other objects, you know, but it's hard to, if yeah. I sell houses and you sell apples, it's hard to do that exchange. It's hard. I cannot break down my house. It doesn't make sense.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 <clears throat>
1: so we started using money so that we could keep everything a value <clears throat> that would have made it easier to make, to exchange goods and services in a more complex society. Okay.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. So
1: Bitcoin is doing nothing else, or like money should do nothing else than mathematically map that value so that we can go around and we know, okay, that this mic is worth, I don't know, $200. You know, the house is worth $200,000. Yes. So if the value of Bitcoin, if the quantity of Bitcoin stays the same, what Mm -hmm. is going to happen is that we're going to have one million Bitcoin represents mapping the value of the whole resources and services around the globe, the planet.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yes.
1: We just use it to exchange across time and space in a simplified way. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> that's a little bit. of uh, Maybe it's hard to wrap someone's head around the concept.
0: Yeah. They just got to watch it a few times. They'll 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 get it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. So. If you think, what
1: what is the money does? It it enables trades of goods and services in a complex Mm -hmm. society, okay? Yes. We know what is the value of one house. We know what is the value of one apple, okay? Now, Mm -hmm. how me and you can exchange these two extremely different values? Instead of exchanging Mm -hmm. the goods, we can map that to mathematics. Yes. Okay, so that we know... That and that we also need to know that this, the value is the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. Nobody can change randomly the value. And that doesn't yeah. happen in society, you know, because we are all trading, mm-hmm. you know, goods and services, whatever we are doing. So yeah. I, I don't see that as a problem. We will get to the point that one sat will be equivalent to $1 today or maybe $10 today.
0: You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I, I, I goes totally up, agree. Mm-hmm. you know it's, point, it's, it's inevitable
1: it's inevitable we'll yeah. just have to subdivide the one single sat so that we can trade smaller and cheaper things like I don't know a, a lipstick I don't know you
0: know mm-hmm. because and like it's, we... it's oh go ahead go ahead sorry no no go ahead, go go ahead. I was gonna say you know because when you really break it down what I want is the good and service I actually don't want money right Money is just exactly. a medium of exchange that uniformically we agree upon to trade Correct. with. Right. So if we just fix this mediation and this issue of a few percentage of people being able to control the monetary policy and they know before we know when that's going to change. So then they have a strategic advantage over the general population, which then gets robbed from that opportunity and their time and energy gets stolen, it's, 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 it's robbery at the end of the day, right? It's, it it's, it's robbery and it's, uh, it's, it's honestly a human, it should be a human rights violation, in my opinion, you know, um, that's just how, that's just where I'm, that's how, that's how intense I really uh, get pissed off once I understood how all of these elements work. Together. Yeah, it's, it's hard
1: not to get angry once you start understanding economics mm-hmm. and uh, the, the central banking. It's,
0: yeah. I mean,
1: they're literally yeah. controlling our lives or destroying our lives, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. How many yeah. businesses
1: now the Fed is crushing? Yeah. I mean, this could be completely avoidable. You know, it's, it's awful. Right. It's people's lives. Yeah. You know, we think, oh, it's a business. Uh, it's, a, it's people's lives. It's their marriage, is their, their kids, it's their livelihood, it's their mental mm-hmm. sanity
0: exactly exactly yeah. and we Man. are just so
1: used to that we don't realize <clears throat> and we are just so used to that we don't realize it
0: you know absolutely. because we get
1: indoctrinated since are we kids it becomes normal
0: yeah absolutely so francesco i just want to say thank you so much for coming on we have to do this again another time you have a wealth of knowledge where can people find you on the internet
1: well first of all thank you for having me uh, it was a fun conversation. Man, I really, yes. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. People can find me on Twitter and YouTube and pretty much everywhere, but mostly on Twitter and YouTube uh, under the MoneyDalex hashtags. I don't know if they can read it down here. It's probably yes the best place yes. so to find me. If you Google I'll it, you'll it. you'll find my videos and everything.
0: I'll link you. I'll link your socials too as well. Um, Thank you so much, man. We got to do this again in the next few months or something like that. And just follow up maybe and see some of the developments in El Salvador. Maybe during the bull run, it would be really, really awesome to talk to you again. And if
1: anybody is interested in keeping up with what's happening in El Salvador, uh, as you know, I have a couple of groups. One on Telegram, Mm -hmm. Bitcoiners in El Salvador. You know, we we met there. So it's a great Mm -hmm. group to learn, like from people that are living here, what's happening every day.
0: Yes. Yeah, and the conversation
1: there—you can confirm they're—they're they're pretty
0: good, right? Jo- join the group, guys. <laughs> Period. You know, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. So, Francesco, uh, until next time, man. I appreciate you so much for your patience, Thank you very much, good time. Take care, man. Have a good one. And you peace. too.